Hello, everyone. This is Jeremy Smith, and I want to welcome you back to my podcast, Take Back Main Street. We're getting kicked off here with episode number one, but to give you a quick recap, for those of you that didn't get a chance to listen to my intro cast, uh, what I'm looking to do here with Take Back Main Street is really just to shine a spotlight back onto what I feel is a forgotten ecosystem in our small towns and our small communities across this country that really have that Main Street mentality, that Main Street America mentality and their growth and how they operate. And I just want to draw attention to those things that are impacting these communities. And I want to show the positives. I want to share the stories out of these communities of how they're impacting our greater country as a whole and just to draw some more attention to what they're doing, how they're contributing and just spreading the word for those that might not hear about what good they're doing, about what benefits they could provide to all those across this great country. So that's really the goal with this podcast. And today, for the first episode, I want to talk about a subject that has become pretty important to me over the last few years, and that's the subject of cooperative banking. Now, when I talk about cooperative banking, what I'm really talking about is the credit union movement. And for a lot of you out there, you've probably heard of a credit union, you've probably seen advertisements for a credit union, but for a lot of people out there, I feel like they don't truly understand the difference between a credit union and your regular banking institution. You know, a lot of people just think that a credit union is just a fancy name for a bank. And I'll be honest, that for a long time, that's kind of how I approached it as well. You know, I've actually had been a member of a credit union for over six years now. But when I first joined this credit union, uh, it was just really to to get a great rate on an auto loan. I had a buddy that was working there, had a great rate, signed up, and really didn't think anything of it. Uh, it was until recently with a new position that I've been in that I've had the opportunity to work and consult with credit unions. And I've really been able to see the difference that credit unions make and just how they differ in their approach when approaching the financial services industry, when when approaching and providing financial service products. And that's why I want, I want to highlight that today and, and go over that today because I feel that exposing more of the credit union benefits and just the idea behind the credit union movement will help others maybe find better fitting financial institutions to help serve them in those ways. And I want to start off by saying this is not going to be a bash on banks or big banks or anything like that. Banks, larger banking institutions play an important role in this economy as well. There's no, this is not a bashing of those institutions. I'm just here to highlight the differences and to promote the benefits of credit unions because I feel that if there are more people that know or are aware of the benefits of credit union, especially those people that are deemed underserved from a banking scenario, from a banking situation, or don't feel like they're getting the right financial products that help benefit them because they're just not in the right situation where they have a lot of assets or they have a lot of income. But really, you know, the benefits in general spread outside of just those that are underserved. And that's really my goal of highlighting today is to spread that word in regard to how the credit union movement can maybe help others, maybe help you, and maybe just help you in diversifying your portfolio, diversifying 
your financial situation and helping you find better ways to improve your your financial scenario. And there are really going to be three things that I plan on highlighting today as far as three key differences on how a credit union differs from just your normal banking institution. So the first topic that I want to talk about is the ownership aspect of a credit union compared to that of a normal banking institution. Now, when you look at your normal banking institutions today, those are owned by either a holding company, shareholders, different ownership groups that are investing into this bank. They're investing into this financial institution with the goal of receiving some sort of returned income from that investment, right? So the ultimate goal is to invest with a return from an income standpoint for the for them to make some money off of this investment. Now, for a lot of those banking institutions, their goal is still to provide their customers with great financial services, great financial products. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at it, there is that balance of providing great financial products to help serve our customers, but at the same time, making a profit for continued growth for that ownership group. Now, when you look at a credit union, a credit union is owned by its customers. And really what you see they're referred to, those customers are referred to, they're referred to as members, they're member owners. So as that credit union generates income, as that credit union offers these different financial services and they make money off of the deposits, they make money off of the income from the interest, that income, those benefits goes back to those member owners. So myself as a member owner in a credit union, I receive the benefits, I receive a chunk of that income back from being an owner for being a member of this credit union, which would lead me into my second piece, the interest and fees and the different benefits you receive. Now, for being a member of a credit union, when I, when we receive that income at the end of the year, when that, when we receive all that di- different profit from that, that credit union, that profit gets returned to me in a variety of different ways. I receive oftentimes lower interest rates on different lending products, on your home loans, your autos. There are lower fees. So from a lending perspective, again, even from a deposit perspective, you know, my credit is not going to charge me a ton of fees on top of already what they're re- receiving in interest. Because again, the, all that income is coming back to these members. So that income just can be returned back to us as far as long-term goals, long-term for our financial picture and the lower interest rate and the lower fees as we obtain these different products. You'll also see higher interest rates often on a lot of your deposit products as well. So I'll get a higher return on a savings and money market uh, certificate of deposit or just often called certificates on the credit union. So you'll, you'll see that a lot where the benefit of that ownership aspect is returned back to these members in the form of lower fees, lower interest rates on lending products, higher interest rates on deposit products. And that's where you'll often see a difference between a credit union and a regular banking institution. Now, I'm always going to recommend that you fully evaluate all financial institutions, all avenues available to you when looking at obtaining loans, when looking at obtaining deposit products. 
because I'm not always, there's not always this one size fit all fits all scenario. But you will see often, more often than not, that on the credit union side, the credit union side, they're offering lower rates, they're offering lower fees when it comes to the lending products, especially uh, versus other financial institutions. And I think that's a great piece to highlight, and that's where you really see those big differences there. Now, the third and final thing that I want to mention as far as one of the key pieces or key differences is the services and technology. And this is where I feel that you know, you'll see often that the banking institutions, the for-profit banking institutions, often have a, a leg up on the credit unions in regards to these two sectors. And a lot of that is just is because purely because of the assets and the resources that a lot of these for-profit institutions have available. You know, they have the assets, they have the resources to invest in the different technologies, and they have the ability, due to some regulation pieces, to offer more services and products within the actual within the actual banking institution through the actual institution. Where oftentimes, due to regulations, due to regulatory constraints, credit unions either have to you know partner with a third party to offer these things. Or again, oftentimes just due to asset size, you know, don't have the ability to offer certain technological pieces, technology pieces uh, from uh, providing those products and services. So for those of you that are very geared toward technology, you know, you're really wanting all that at the at the, your hands, at your fingertips. You know, oftentimes some of these for-profit, these banking institutions can provide that to you. I will say that credit unions have started over the last few years to catch up with other banking institutions with being able to provide different types of technology when it comes to lending, when it comes to the deposits, you know, online banking, mobile banking, all that good stuff. So I wouldn't say you can count out credit unions from that space, but again, you'll see this at least more often than not that you'll have to see more advanced technology, more advanced services from that standpoint within the for-profit institutions. So again, you know, that's why I always recommend you evaluate, you look at the institutions, you look at who's available, what's available in your area to see what best fits you. And really, you can find a lot of different benefits and you can find a lot of different benefits at different institutions. You know, depending on what type of person you are, you might be somebody who likes having everything in a one-stop shop at one institution, which I totally understand. But it also doesn't hurt to maybe diversify, you know, if you're keeping everything from a deposit side at, at a bank where you're receiving all your deposits, you can have e easier at your fingertips with mobile devices and online banking. But maybe exploring and getting a loan at a credit union, becoming a member to get that loan because, you know, you're getting a lower rate you know, or even the savings products are giving me a higher rate of return on a savings product. So I really always have going to encourage that you be informed that you're doing your own research that you explore, but that you, you take the time to really look at a credit union and just make that as part of your search because I think that a lot more people could, could receive financial benefit. They could receive better financial services that fit their needs if they were just to explore the credit unions in their area. Now, for a lot of you, you might be thinking, well, how do I join or what's the best way of going about finding uh, a credit union that fits my needs. Well, the one thing about credit unions, as I remember, as I mentioned, they they're member owned. 
And as part of that membership, you have to meet the qualifications for their charter. So for a lot of these credit unions, they're either state or federal chartered, state or federally chartered, which means that they're serving a, a certain group. Now, there's a, a variety of different ways that credit unions are chartered. You know, one is they could be chartered by a certain company. So often you'll see this that a lot of larger companies have created a credit union for their employees or the, the employees have created their own credit union and the charter, the field of membership are people that work for that company. They, their family members work for that company. They're contractors with that company. So by working with those companies, you can be a part of this credit union and you can receive the benefits of this credit union. From there, you can expand. There's some that are chartered by a certain industry. You know, it could be the wind energy industry. It could be a coal industry. I mean, whatever it may be. Uh, but you can often join a field of membership that way. And a lot of times what you'll see now, too, is that there are a lot of community chartered credit unions. So if you live, work, or worship in a certain city, county, you know, area, you can be a member of a credit union. So I highly encourage that you go out there and look to see what credit unions are available in you and where you might be able to find one that meets your needs. And the best way to find a credit union that meets your needs is to go to mycreditunion.gov. This is a great site put out there by the National Credit Union Association that helps you locate credit unions in your area to see if you meet those field of membership goal or requirements and gives you just more information, more background on credit unions and the services and the benefits that they can provide. So as I've mentioned a handful of times here today, go out, research, look into the credit unions in your area, look into the benefits of a credit union and just do your own comparison. Because like I said, I just want to spread that word. And, you know, it's maybe not you, maybe it's somebody else, maybe somebody else that you know that might be struggling, that might be having a hard time with their financial situation you know, I highly encourage you to maybe point them in the direction of a credit union because the other great thing when we look at this community, this Main Street America aspect about a credit union and it being a non-profit organization. So, again, all the profits are going back to these members. It's a not-for-profit organization. A lot of that extra income as well goes back to the communities. You see this in a lot of grants and a lot of funds and a lot of different programs that are going back to community members in the forms of different things, charitable giving and different uh, programs that are done within the school system and teaching kids financial literacy. And there's just a lot of good that's being done on the credit union side. And I just think that that cooperative banking structure, that non-profit structure can really not just assist you as a member owner, but also help assist your community in growing their financial portfolios and, and growing their financial uh, lives. So it's a great thing to look into and I highly encourage you to do so. And I really just, again, encourage everybody to take a look, go out there, do your research and find a way or find out how a credit union might be able to benefit you. Well, that's it for me for episode number one. I want to thank everybody for listening in today and we'll be back at you again here shortly with our next podcast for Take Back Main Street.